Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Connor McDavid, overtime winner. Just doesn't hit the same when it's preseason, does it? There's a nice goal. Yeah. Kind of a lackluster night. But whatever, fans went home reasonably happy. Oilers take the Vancouver Canucks in thrilling overtime fashion. Welcome to Got Your Back, folks. Y-E-G, Rashog, Strudwick, and Rob Brown going to hang in for a segment tonight. Uh, got your back, as always, brought to you by our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. Do you know they got an extensive lineup of new and pre-owned vehicles ready to find a new home today? Their quick lube service departments are there to get your vehicle running smoothly. They got a great promotion going right now. If you go to Sherwood Buick GMC and you tell them got your back sent you, if you end up with a vehicle, you'll get two years of complimentary oil changes and as a bonus, three free ultimate detail packages. So if you're looking for a vehicle, go see Phil and the crew at Sherwood Buick GMC. Tell them Got Your Back sent you. Oil changes and detailing. What car owner doesn't absolutely love that? Coming to you from the beautiful, luxurious, long shot studio here in Sherwood Park. It's an amazing golf and sports bar experience Check out longshots.ca, locations in Sherwood Park and out in Edmonton as well. There we are. There's the fellas. Brownie and Struds, how we doing, man? Great. What's up with you guys? Rob? Doing wonderful, Ryan. Thank you for asking. <laughs> we're a little... We're There's a delay here in St. Albert. It takes a while. Yeah. Doing good. Yeah, good, good. I think we, we got to adjust your shot on the fly. This is going to bug me for the whole podcast. It's like you're... You're tucked like way down here in your shot. Like just tilt, maybe tilt. Struds, we went this, we went through this with you all the time in the first season, just getting you to adjust. No, that's too high, Brownie. Yeah, yeah. That's a little bit better. Steve, uh, Steve's at the controls out in Kelowna. He's in uh, Kelowna. He's in for Zuby tonight. How are we feeling about that? You're the technical director tonight, Steve-O. <laughs> I think Rob always looks good, but yeah, there's you know. Thank you, I appreciate that. See, yeah. He's the wrong guy to suck up to, Steve. He's <laughs> new on the podcast; it might not last the season. If you're sucking up to anybody, suck up to Struds and I. You don't have to you, lie. Yeah, you can center your shot just a little bit, Rob, but otherwise, uh, and maybe uh, he lower it a little bit. Means. But you're okay, buddy. You're he okay. doesn't know what he is so technically inept. When yeah. you tell him to center his shot, like there he'll go. go to the bathroom. He doesn't know what that means. <laughs> He's so technically inept, he makes Ray Ferraro look like Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? So for the Ray and Dregs Hockey Podcast, uh, I actually flew to Vancouver because we needed to get a new technical setup for Ray. Just needed the camera to be a little sharper, better microphone and stuff. And I knew I I am not going to be able to like FaceTime my way through this. So we needed to get to Vancouver anyways to see some friends. So Randine and I went. We went to Ray's house to get him set up technically. And it was definitely a bit of an adventure. Like, it was definitely... Brownie, you and Ray are pretty similar in terms of your uh, your technical know-how. 
I have no technical know-how, none, yeah. zero. And I'm directionally inept too. So if you say <laughs> east or west, I'm not getting that either. Oh, <laughs> Just, man. You're a real alpha male, hey? Yeah, jeez. <laughs> um, my wife changes again. the oil in the car. Does that tell you anything? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness sakes. Uh, by the way, Struds, Jack Michaels has a message for you. He sent it through <laughs> both Rob Brown and I. Because if anybody didn't catch the podcast last night, Struds basically dismantled Jack Michaels and his golf game for the entire podcast. And Jack caught wind of it, Struds. Uh, it did not uh, did not land well. Brownie, you want to send the message or should I? Well, he did say that, remember, Struds, that he has a microphone too and his platform and audience is much bigger than the nine people that you talk to. I, I got so many texts, even some phone calls today about they thought that was the funniest first 10 minutes. Like... Somebody's heating up. <laughs> so well, what he reminded me of, yeah, is uh, that there's a certain record, and I didn't have time to pull the record, a Vancouver Canucks record that was just very recently broken of consecutive games without scoring a yeah. goal in yeah. Vancouver Canucks history. Right, right. And it was Ben Hutton just like recently broke that record, and it's like a 25 year old record that. Many thought would never be broken. Jason Strudwick, number of games without scoring a goal. How many was it, Strud? Do you even know? It was like a, I don't know. I have no idea. I think it was 100. It was 100 or something. But you know what's crazy? My first game, I hit the post. It could have been broken like a period in. Instead, hmm. it took like three well, actually, periods. Not, not really, because if you did it in the first game, then you would have continued. You would have started the new records. Yeah. I wouldn't unlock it. I was tight. I was tight for those first three years in Vancouver. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, coming up tonight on the podcast, we're going to get to our breakdown segment in a moment. We'll talk about tonight's exhibition action. McDavid and company in the lineup for the first time this season. Uh, then in our second segment, takeaways. Uh, look at there's some nights where we're going to do hardcore hockey content and dig into really meaningful subjects. It's late. I'm tired. We're not going to do that tonight. We're just going to beat the crap out of Struds for most of the second segment based sure. on something ridiculous that he said last week on the podcast. And yeah. I'm bringing help and receipts and friends struds to help gang up on you. Yeah, sure. So brace yeah. yourself for that segment. <laughs> uh, and then we will have Struddy's world. If there's anything left of you, we'll have Struddy's oh, yeah. world and then ask us anything. Cause we're live on Twitter and on YouTube. At least we are right now. Steve has this thing uh, held together with popsicle sticks and duct tape. Uh, and so we'll do our Ask Us Anything segment last. So if you got questions, throw them at us mm -hmm. on YouTube, and Steve will gather them, and we'll get to those. But let's, for now, get to – where's my script? The Breakdown. There it is. Brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel, Edmonton's heavy-duty diesel truck repair shop, specializing in heavy-duty commercial truck and trailer repair, performance, tuning, auto parts, sales – in Edmonton, Alberta, they got seven bays in a vast dealer network as well. Highly reviewed customer support team and their professional diesel mechanics are ready to assist you. Visit AdrenalineDiesel.ca. I like their logo up top there. I like the sharp-looking logo and a good, solid local company. Okay, gents, Connor McDavid, overtime winner. Uh, our first look, Brownie, at McDavid and company, and we're not really going to analyze this thing to death because it's the first exhibition game and I, for them, and I think we all know what that means. But it was a first look at the power play, and they did spend some time practicing it today. 
Uh, just maybe a, a, a rough thought on the new look top line with McDavid and Brown and Kane and, and the power play. What did you see tonight? Well, there the others have a top six. Uh, there's five that we know very very well. I think those five all looked rusty. Uh, there's the new kid Connor Brown, who I thought was excellent. I thought he had a great game. Uh, people were calling him Zach Hyman light. I don't know if there's a light that needs to be put after it. He plays very similar to Hyman. If you were from where we sit in the press box and you're up there with me, uh, we're a long ways up. If you were to switch Browns and Hyman's jerseys, you would think the same player. Like you couldn't tell them apart. They play identical. Brown was tenacious. Uh, he's he skates in straight lines. He's fast. I'm sure after the first couple of shifts, his confidence came back that you know what. I'm back from this injury, and I feel pretty good. I thought Connor Brown was by far, outside of Stuart Skinner, Connor Brown was by far the best player on the ice for the Edmonton Oilers tonight, and I think he's just going to continue to get better. He looked comfortable back playing after missing almost a full year. He looked excited. You know, that that, that was the guy I wanted to watch. I was trying to watch him. Uh, Sutter was another guy, Marcus Niemelainen. Um, you know, those are kind of the guys I wanted to keep an eye on, for, for at least for the Oilers. And you're right. I thought Connor Brown was 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 busy. He was all over the ice, and I, I you know, I, I would term him as like a worker bee. And you know, he's a worker bee with skill. And those are the types of guys that top players love to play with. Send us your thoughts on what you saw on tonight's game on our YouTube channel. We're live streaming. We'll get to that in our Ask Us Anything. I was watching the game with Louis DeBrus tonight, and he, to your point, Brownie, he was like, "Is that 18 or 28?" <laughs> I'm going to be screwing that up all year long, he said, because you're right. There's a lot of similarities, right? Neither of them has exactly the smoothest stride, but both mm-hmm. have great motors. Those legs just get churning, and they get themselves there. He digs. He's tenacious. He's a lot of things that Zach Hyman brings on a regular basis. So of all the things they could have injected into their top six, a little more Zach Hyman style of play, pretty high on the list, and, and they've done it at a reasonable price. Well, if you think about three, four years ago, the Oilers were a perimeter hockey club. They lacked guys that liked playing in the blue paint. And they were pretty. They'd score nice goals. At the end of the night, they were losing games 4-2 because they never went to the hard areas. They're not like that anymore. Their top six is a hard six to play against. They're big. They're physical. They've got no fear. They they usually uh, initiate uh, the contact. And now all of a sudden you you look at the skill level on each line. The one line's got the best player in the world in McDavid. He's got a a goal scorer in Kane that plays with anger. And on the other side, he's got Connor Brown who plays like Hyman. Then you got the second best player in the world playing with a Nugent Hopkins who's a smooth player with nice hands who had a 100-point season playing with Zach Hyman. So the Oilers' top six is set very nice right now. And Connor Brown is a very nice addition to this group that – uh, you you just gain so much. He just the thing that Hyman and Connor Brown do, and when you're playing with Leon and Connor, the thing that you need to do keep plays alive. They keep plays alive in the offensive zone. So now Connor and Leon aren't starting in their own zone and having to create. They tur- make the puck turn over. They create mistakes by the opposition defensemen. Now all of a sudden Connor and Leon are st- starting in the offensive zone. And that spells danger for the opposition. 1742 for Connor uh, Brown on the ice tonight. One shot on net. It was notable to me, 
Jay Woodcroft was not putting 97 and 29 together at all tonight. He was resisting that temptation when they were down a goal. He resisted that temptation when there was a couple minutes left and we all just wanted to get home on time. I was sitting up there going, put those two together and let's all get home on time. But he didn't do it. And then I'll take it even a step further. He didn't even do it in overtime. Like, he, to me, again, it's just the first exhibition game, so we won't read too much into it. Yeah. But... It was like, nope, these are your lines. Stick with it. Figure out a way. Get it done. I'm not doing it. I, it's a subtle thing, but notable to me, Struds. You know I love that word. Notable. Yeah, it was really when I saw it on uh, in overtime where those guys weren't together because it was always 97, 29, and 25. That's who started the power, uh, always three on three. And not having them out there, I wonder if that's maybe a change in strategy. Um, you know, for his... At times, I felt that those guys would go out there and maybe stay too long. Then the second line of of whoever's team they're playing would have more juice, and then they would, you know, maybe score or the orders would change. But now they'd be behind to change again. Like I, I wonder if they're not going to try to split them up uh, in overtime, or they want to at least try it and see what it looks like. Brownie heading into uh, the regular season. Well, there will be times where you'll start Connor and Leon together. But the one thing that you have right now. Opposition teams known for the last number of years, Connor and Leon starts. So the opposition always puts their best three players out there that are going to be able to hopefully try to slow them down. And then after, if they survive that first minute, there's a huge sigh of relief. And all of a sudden the opposition has a jump because they're like, okay, we survived. We're yeah. still in this game. Now you just sent out the second best player in the world. You survived the first 55 seconds with Leon. And all of a sudden Connor McDavid jumps on the ice. You're like, oh my goodness. Like Quinn Hughes, one of my favorite players to watch. He was gassed. And he he can catch just about everyone in the world. But a tired Quinn Hughes isn't catching Connor McDavid at the end of the game. And that's what happened. Quinn Hughes got tired. He was uh playing the first shift against Leon. When Connor jumps out, there's no there's nothing they can do. And a wonderful pass by Bouchard, who struggled tonight. Yeah. But a wonderful pass by Bouchard in overtime to create the breakaway and Connor wasn't missing that. Last point on the overtime. I think we've seen them do this before. What they do is they don't start them together, but the first player that changes, McDavid jumps on. Mm -hmm. So they get the second half of the shift together. Right. And then they're just kind of, so one of them is on the ice all the time. Right. And that was a bit of a shift in strategy. We saw from Woodcroft at times before the risk is, the other team scores and Connor McDavid's sitting there on the bench, best player in the world, hasn't even had a sniff three on three yet with an extra point on the line and he's sitting there next to you. Or Leon Dreisaitl sitting there next to you. So can kind of go uh, both ways. Lots of rust was knocked off tonight, Struds. Tons of rust on that bench. We saw it in Bouchard. We saw it in McDavid. We saw it pretty much in everybody. And it's whatever. It's their first rip through. What about the guys who are fighting for spots? What did you see from the guys, the bubble boys, the competitors? And you you mentioned a couple of them there. Nima Linen is right in that mix. Ernie, Sutter, Peterson. What did you see? So when I'm watching an exhibition game, I'm trying to, to to just see who my eyes are drawn to, right? And and Nima Linen, although he's a really big guy, I thought he kind of took a step forward and he was like, hey, I'm here. I'm here to compete for a spot. Now, the interesting thing for him is the spot he's competing for might not be on the Oilers roster. Right, it might no. be somewhere else. Now, I'm not sure if he gets picked up on waivers, but he's got to think. There's 31 other teams here. If I if I don't make this team, there's 31 other teams that might take me. So I thought he was physical. He didn't you know to play a ton. You know, I think I, I he was probably just barely over 10 minutes if I was guessing. Um, you know, maybe 10, 11 minutes, something like that. 
But I thought he was noticeable in those minutes, made plays, but more importantly, was physical uh, for, for that. And the other guy, like I, said, I think we got over Connor Brown pretty well. But for Sutter, I'm looking at how he moves. You know, he was never uh, the fastest player out there, but I think he's moving pretty well out there um, and, and, and getting around the ice. And that'll be a challenge. You know, people talk about his conditioning and I, and I get it, but I think this is a veteran. He knows what kind of shape he has to be in, what kind of condition he has to be in to, um, to, to, to play in the NHL. But I was looking at his, his foot speed and his, his ability to move and get around the ice. And I thought he moved pretty well, Brownie. I agree. I thought Sutter had a good game one. I thought he was better tonight. The thing about Sutter is he's smart. He's experienced. Yeah. Yeah. He makes little plays. How to chip the puck in the right position. How to be the right spot defensively. Win a faceoff. Get a puck out. Uh, it was interesting to see in game one where his speed was uh, at the NHL level, being gone for two and a half years and being ill. He was fine. He was better tonight. Uh, he's competing against Ernie. And in the two games, he's been the better player, and I think significantly better. Mm. Um, we'll see as he goes forward. He's going to get a couple more opportunities. But, yeah, I thought Sutter, he plays a smart game. And I think that's the biggest thing for him. The Oilers don't need scoring on their fourth line. They need someone they can trust. And so far in two games, I think the coaching staff has found out that they can trust Sutter. You mentioned the other night, Struds, it's little moments, right? And I think you pointed out in overtime a face-off that he had lost, I want to say. And it's an exhibition game, and it was his first game in a couple of years, and we will allow for that. The other side of that coin was tonight on the penalty kill, a defensive zone draw. Uh, I believe they were five on three, and he won it clean. So another little moment there where he had an opportunity, and he reached out and grabbed it. He looked comfortable on the penalty kill, I thought. To me, where I, I think he's struggling, and it's okay, I think, to struggle in this particular area compared to the opposite. He's struggling a little bit in the offensive zone, right? He's trying to... The hands maybe aren't quite there, having a you know hard time keeping the feet moving full speed and executing with the hands. Um, I've found his struggle a little bit more in the offensive zone struts. And whereas, whereas like Peterson, maybe not so much. It's been a little more natural, a little more smooth. But I think it's going to come for Sutter. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, this I wasn't the most offensive player, but you know, when you haven't played for a while, you feel a little rusty. You know, you're not quite not quite up to where you want to be, and the timing's off as well. And so when I when I'm watching him, um, I'm defensively, it's more about as Brownie kind of highlighted. You have to be in the right place at the right time, right? And then and then the, the game kind of comes to you, and you're 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 just there. But offensively, you know, you got to move and 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 feel some rhythm or some chemistry with your line mates. And Brownie, I don't think that's just going to come back in 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 six periods of play, but I think it's maybe something that can evolve over over time. Well, you know what it's like when we used to take a month or six weeks off in the summer. And the first time we'd skate in Kamloops, you go to make a pass, you miss the guy by seven feet. And then the next day you'd, you only miss him by four. You get a one timer and you fan on the one time, like just missing two or three months. It took right. a while for us to get back into it. This was two and a half years that he missed. And it wasn't two and a half years where, yeah, he's still playing shinny or he's still practicing. He did nothing for the longest. He couldn't walk around the block. So it was, it's going to take him time for him. It's, thinking the game, and I, I believe he thinks the game the proper way. The others aren't looking for 20 goals or 15 goals out of him. They're looking for a penalty killer. They're looking for someone to take a face off late in a period in their own end on the side that he's the strongest. And I think he's going to give them that. Right now, I don't see enough from other players that say, you know what, we got to keep Sutter off the line because 
Ernie's playing better than him. Or and, I, and I've liked a couple other players, but not giving them what he can give them. He gives them a little swagger on the fourth line. I mean, he's got the name Sutter. He's a veteran of a, a, a number of number of games. He's he's an older player. Nothing's going to phase him. That's what you want on your fourth line. Yep. Uh, looking at the back end, I thought Ben Gleason had a nice game tonight. You know, some good looks. There were some mistakes too there, but I, I thought he handled the puck well and uh, showed a couple of good looks. He played 19 minutes and 16 seconds, so good long look for him in that game. How about Bouchard and Nurse, though? 26-47 for Bouchard. And Darnell Nurse was – where's Darnell Nurse here? He 26-59 for Darnell Nurse. 27 shifts for him. Uh, Struds, it's only two games here, but both these guys have played like 24-plus in both exhibition games as they're trying to smash this new top pairing together and just have it work out. That's pretty excessive ice time. Yeah, I don't really understand that. Like, I get you want to get the guys going and get them out of their uh, kind of summer rust, I guess, if you want to call it. But you know, 429 also... in power play time for Bouchard. We should also mention that, yeah. which is different ice time. Fair point, but still, you know, piling that much ice time into players that for games that don't matter at all, I, I kind of like, why Why are you doing that? Like, I, I think they got to get, you know, for those top guys, they get 20, 22 minutes. I think you're fine. Like, that's all you need. You know, do that three, four times. I think even two times you should be ready to go and feel good about yourself. But plowing up 27 minutes in the third exhibition game of the season against the Canucks, <laughs> I was like, holy jeez. To me, it seems like a bit of overkill. Um, Brownie, I, I just think that that I don't think it's you're handling your players right. It's just too much ice time for them. I agree. I, I was there was one shift that Bouchard was out there for the power play, and then I think the penalty got taken. All of a sudden, Bouchard's back out there for the four and four, and I'm like, okay, that's a little surprising. Uh, yeah, I, I, I read the other day, Shabbat played 31 minutes in an exhibition game. Uh, for Ottawa and, and yeah. there, there's a headlines like why is he playing this much yeah. uh, to me there's still an evaluation period you're evaluating Gleason what's he capable of doing you're evalu evaluating Kemp can he come up at some point during the season if an injury right. comes into play you know what Bouchard and Nurse can do but the thing is now you wonder are they playing them that much because you're not completely satisfied what you saw so you're going to make them play more and more yeah. to try and find that chemistry because both had moments tonight that uh, were a little suspect. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, so, I mean, again, this was not a it was not a good game for Bouchard tonight. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, he's getting lots of minutes here. I think it speaks to maybe Woodcroft's commitment to making this, trying to make this work. I think what this means for the rest of the decor struds, if they can make this Nurse Bouchard thing stick. It just gives them gives them options that I think they can feel good about with Ekholm in particular. Like, who's he going to play with? What can he do for that? This Nurse Bouchard thing. So it's early, early days here. They're getting lots of opportunity and tons of ice time uh, to make it work. Anything else stand out? I thought Stuart Skinner, I mean, for a guy that faced like three shots in the first however long, first half of the game, basically, uh, I thought he looked pretty solid in there for uh, having stood around for half the night. Looked calm. 
right? And as a demon, yeah. that's what I want to see. I don't want to see my goalie all over the place, uh, working the crease over like uh, Michael Jackson on the dance floor, right? Like you just want him calm, <laughs> standing there, being organized. And I thought he was very, very calm. And there was a couple, especially in the third, kind of redirected pucks off of a shot pass. And he was kind of right there, boom, just caught and knocked it down. That's calming. So, yeah, he looks like he's he's, he's in pretty good form and feeling good. Um, you know, I guess the the only guy I, I I'd want to touch on a little bit is Nima Linen, and and I, I I do think that he's taken or took advantage of an opportunity to try to show that he belongs and playing. But you know, we talked in the previous podcast about playing to your strengths and showing and having moments. I thought that you know Uncle Nemo had some moments out there. Um, and I, I don't think there's a spot for him on this team, but at least he had some moments. Uh, un Uncle Nemo, did you just give him that nickname yeah. on the fly right That's now? <laughs> yeah, he, he, well, he's played this guy, uh, Vili Nemanin, and he said that his coach, Bob Hartley, used to call him Uncle Nemo, and oh. so he'd always call him Uncle Nemo. So okay. I don't know, I, I can't believe I'm the first guy to call him that. It seems very natural. Yeah. <laughs> definitely true. what is yeah. wrong with you <laughs> what is like you're trying to get your give yourself the gem of the night again aren't you you, go, you know what the gem i'm gonna give it to myself again uh, remember when i called him uncle nemo united sport united sport and cycle brownie does six penalties rattle you at all jay woodcroft wasn't thrilled with it dry did kind of exactly what they feel like they probably shouldn't yeah. do anymore. But again, it's an exhibition game. It's so funny. It's like analyze, analyze, who cares? Analyze, analyze, who cares? So do we care? Should they care about the six penalties? Well, it's funny. I, I, I do a different show with my buddy Reed Wilkins. And last year Chad, you guys do a great job over there, bud. Really good. Thank you. And Reed's a good buddy of mine. And last year in preseason, the Oilers took a lot of penalties. And Reed Wilkins on air said, I know it's only preseason, but you don't want this to bleed into the regular season. Well, it did. It bled into the regular season. The Oilers took a lot of silly penalties, which eventually bled into the playoffs. And the same kind of penalties that we saw tonight. And I, I again, it's only exhibition season. But the one thing that I thought hurt the Oilers in the playoffs was some undisciplined penalties at inopportune times. I thought they sometimes tried to bully the opposition when they didn't need to. And tonight you saw that a few times. So, yes, it's exhibition means absolutely nothing. Uh, who cares? But this can't continue. This Oiler team, uh, Connor Brown talked about it between periods. He said, you know what? How, they asked how he felt. Well, you know what? I, it's hard getting into a rhythm because we can't stay out of the penalty box. Yeah. That's a top six forward saying it. That's not a bottom six guy. So the Oilers can't take those silly penalties. It's exhibition fine. But do not let it bleed into the regular season like you did last year. But I think you're talking about habits, Brownie, right? And and, and the yep. habits matter. So, you know, I think that, you know, I, I would say one more game and then you're you're four games away from the regular season. And I think it's it's not just the habits of not taking penalties. You know, it's just coming with a little more juice into your game. And and I, I get it's early in the exhibition, but you want to start trending in the right direction. So you hit game one, ready to go. So I think the penalties and just, okay, guys, let's get a little more serious. Let's start just bringing a little more energy. Uh, as we get towards, you know, game seven and eight and then game one of the regular season. All right. That was a breakdown brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel. We'll remind you that Rob Brown's appearances here on Got Your Back are brought to you by Kinprint. Are you a new company? How about this? Kinprint can actually help you with your logo design and your branding, as well as provide all sorts of awesome um, branded material for your business. Hats, mugs, the whole bit. Visit Kinprint. 
Ca. But I think tonight, Brownie, we're going to make not your appearance, but we're going to make your disappearance brought yeah. to you by Kinprint. So you're yeah, done nice. on the podcast now, Brownie, talking about your technical difficulties. We're now going <laughs> to sit here as you try and exit the <laughs> podcast using your I don't technology. know how. Go ahead, Brownie. Yeah, we know. I don't know how to exit. Good job. Go I'm ahead like, and exit the pod now, Brownie. Just, just can't do it. But everybody else does just tap on the screen. It's just a little app on your phone. Or just even turn your phone off. Just turn your phone off. Oh my God. This is embarrassing. This is. Look at him. Brownie. Can you see me? Yeah, we can still. Honestly, you have no idea how to do this, do you? Just turn it off. Turn off. I don't have. There's nothing to turn off. Well, turn your phone off. I'm pushing the screen. I tapped on the screen. There's a red oh, button. Man. Do I put? Oh. oh, thank God! Did you hear what he said? Yeah. There's a red oh. button to put, and he's he's oh. gone. Good. Good. Oh my God! Red this guy is just a beauty. Unreal. There's a red button, maybe, and then just gone. Oh, if you're only listening, you need to go check out what Rob Brown just did on our YouTube feed as well. That was fantastic. Uh, all right, Struds, lots more to come on the podcast. Going to take a really short break, and then we're going to dig in to something you and I discussed. I rallied a group of friends, my buddies, to tell you how wrong you are, Struds. You're going to get oh, ganged boy. up on in the next segment. Stick around. Okay, heroes, are you trying to tough it out through a sports or life injury right now? Trying to prove your mettle by grinding through, gritting your teeth? Well, Redefined Health is here to say it's time to come on in. At Redefined Health, they'll high-five you for your toughness and then get to work on helping you fix the problem. Helping athletes and heroes find better balance, performance, and injury prevention, visit RedefineHealth.com. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. All right, rolling along on the podcast, time for takeaways brought to you by Martin Motorsports. Your one-stop marine and recreation shops been in business for close to 60 years and they're stocked up with the best brands in the world. Can-Am, Ski-Doo, Widescape, Zero, to an industry-leading marine brands like Supra, Moomba, Crestliner, South Bay, and more. They'll help you live your life at full throttle. Begin your adventure with Martin Motorsports. Check out martinmotorsports.ca. Okay. Struds, could you hear those commercials? I just want to make sure technically you can actually hear what uh, Steve is about to play. Yeah, I couldn't hear, hear it. I couldn't hear them. I couldn't hear okay, them. Okay, so Struds, can you bring up the YouTube feed so that you could even watch? Like, Steve, are you confident Struds will be able to hear what we're yeah. going to play for him here? I think I can make him hear. You think you can make him hear? Do we want to test it out before we do it? Sure. By the way, <laughs> for fans have got your back, this is what we do. We literally figure crap out on the fly. <laughs> There's none of that fancy dancy like sure. you know dress rehearsals and stuff. Is there something you can test to make sure that he can hear it, or is that going to mess things up? Well, you should be hearing a bit of an echo now. I don't know if you are, but oh uh, yeah, I hear an echo. Yeah, you're, you're echoey. Yeah. So uh, 
Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Let, forget about it. Let's just go ahead. We'll roll it in a second here. But sure. basically, for those of you who were watching the podcast last week, you heard me ask Strud's a question. Do you wave when someone stops for you to crosswalk? Mm-hmm. And uh, Strud's admitted to waving, right? You wave. But he yeah. said he absolutely refuses to speed up his walk in any way, shape, or form. And I was shocked by this, and I needed to go searching for other opinions. And so on our uh, on our Got Your Back NHL pod, uh, for those of you who have listened to it, we got a segment called Red Card, Yellow Card, No Card. Mm-hmm. And that is where we adjudicate something just like this. So from our Got Your Back NHL pod, Mike Johnson, Pierre Lebrun, myself, talking about Strudwick's refusal to speed up through a crosswalk. And by the way, little cameo from Terry Ryan, the ultimate arbiter. Go ahead, Steve. I know you guys have missed it all summer and hoping that it would be here for episode one. Oh, it is. Red card, yellow card, no card. The return of hockey's favorite game show on this podcast uh we're gonna go off grid you know sometimes we do hockey related ones and sometimes things are just too important and only when it's the most important of topics do we get off the rails and get away from hockey and red card yellow card no card guys i did a podcast with jason strudwick last week and i asked him the question when you are crossing a crosswalk and a car stops for you do you always give the wave And Strud's of overdrive fame said definitely he gives the wave every time he gives the wave. But what he said he refuses to do is to increase his pace in any way. He does not speed up while he continues through the crosswalk. So he will do the courtesy of a thank you wave and nod and then continues to just mosey along at a standard pace. This is hard red card for me all day long. He is adamant that it is not necessary. Gentlemen? I'm going to go yellow because I live in Toronto, and if I don't speed up my walk after a car lets me go, I might get hit. So (laughs) I'm just going by by my... My actual reality <laughs> living in this crazy city yeah. where driving in this city has now become, I think, the worst in North America. Um, you don't have a choice. You better speed up if you somehow squeak that through. So, yeah. And do you do the wave, Pierre? You wave as well? Do the wave. I pray Full to the wave. guy. I do everything. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Know, okay. I, <laughs> Johnny, I don't know which way you're going to go with this, bud. I could see you going either way. I'm interested right now. I'm- I, okay. So I'm going to assume if you're able-bodied and can walk faster or you don't have like a kid in tow or a dog and you're just walking, that's a hard red, Struddy. Hard red. You have to give the quick little expedited shuffle out of the way. Always with the thank you with the hand. Always, because that's as much like, hey, you're stopping, right? Here I am, you're stopping. But then the little Jimmy shuffle to get out of the way the last eight feet of the car so that he can get going on his day. Absolutely. If you're able to, you should be... Polite, respectful, and accommodating. Red cards, Struddy. Have some manners. So that is two hard red cards and a yellow so far. He's getting dominated. None of this matters, though. Our opinions mean squat. The real opinion that counts is the ultimate arbiter. And oh, yes. Good boy. Shores yes. from season two. Terry Ryan is back as the ultimate arbiter. 
and he weighs in on Struds. Ah, what is life but a series of unwritten social contracts? We have to respect each other and pay it forward. Even in a time like 2023, where much tension may appear to exist between different groups for different reasons, we still generally thrive on an assumed social respect for one another despite our varying opinions. Some examples, holding the door open for each other, saying excuse me when walking through a crowd, not bringing a teething infant into the latest Mission Impossible at the Cineplex, or simply helping an elderly person across the street at a crosswalk. If someone shows me courtesy, I show some back. Hold the door open for me, I say thank you. Coming through my row at a concert and say excuse me, I'll stand up and help clear the way for you. And of course, ten times out of ten, if you're nice enough to go out of your way and inconveniently slow down in your motorized vehicle just to do me a favor and save me time by helping my safe journey across the busy, highly trafficked roadway, you can bet your bottom dollar I'd smile, return the courtesy, and pick up the pace with a wink and a nod in recognition of the social contract we share as humans. It's what separates us from the animals. An able-bodied former pro athlete like Jason Strudwick should know the difference. Red card, final answer. Boom! The ultimate (laughs) arbiter, Terry Ryan, dropping the hammer in episode one of season two. That was definitive, boys. That was tremendous. That guy is an orator exception now. I'll tell you what. I could listen to that guy talk all day. There you have it, Stratty. The ultimate arbiter has adjudicated... And that was heavy-handed, buddy. That is a definitive win for us humans. Yeah, well, those are four people I definitely know, uh, including yourself. And I'm going to say this. You know, should we go around now applauding people for following the law? When I approach a crosswalk, the law is that they're supposed to stop. That's the law. Should I get down on my knees and thank them for abiding by the laws of the land. We're not talking about the social contract that TR has brought up. These are the laws of the land. It's not like it's a law to hold the door open for someone. You choose to do that if you're feeling good about it. But when you pull up to a crosswalk and I'm standing there, I push that button, old Uncle Strutty is motoring through at the speed he wants or keeps at normal speed. So I, I'm sorry. I, I just I disagree completely. I'm not handing out gold stars for people to follow the rule of the law. I love that you're sticking to your guns. I would have been disappointed if you didn't. You know, I love having my own podcast, Ruds, because anytime I want to, I can just do stuff like this to just bludgeon you over the head with your own (laughs) logic. And I just love that I had a gang at my back tonight. And you're still defending yourself, and I respect that. But I don't know what people on the stream think, but I think this is a strong L for Struds on this one. Just pick up the pace, Struds. Just pick up the pace. It's what separates humans from the animals bud i was walking my dog early this morning like 6 6 30 in the morning and i arrived at the very situation i waited i pushed the button the person stopped and i i remember the conversation i walked the same speed as i arrived at said crosswalk i didn't pick it up at all i did give the wave and i just kept on trucking all right there you have it uh, lots more to come here on the podcast i, I don't even know what Struddy's world is about tonight but we're gonna That's have a the good one is it a getter okay we're gonna it's hand gonna the floor on. i'm a little hesitant to do this but uh, a short commercial break and then we're gonna hand the floor over to struds for Struddy's world but that was takeaways brought to you by martin motorsports chris and company over at martin motorsports are like what did they do this segment what was that segment 
We did it because I wanted to do it. Lots more to come on the pod. Stick around. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park in Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a z.ca. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. Just me and Nick Lachey, window down, shirt off, just loving it. My goal is someday made before scum. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. All right, time for Struddy's World, brought to you by our good friends over at Pathfind. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player, to help you take your business to the next level. They can help you with pretty much all aspects of this element to your business. Recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. So find your organization's path forward and check out pathfind.ca. What's on the docket tonight, Struddy? I've been talking about this for a long time. How do you defend the Oilers' power play? I think that there's certain ways you can do it inside the zone. Um, you know, difficult because once they get that puck moving, it's pretty hard to, 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 to contain them. But I think you got to do it further up the ice. And today we saw a perfect example of what I've described a number of times. I've seen some people do it. I saw Patty Marlow do it. And tonight I saw Tedward Bluger do it. And what am I talking about? Well, we all know the power play breakout. The D-man comes out from behind the net, in this case, Boucher, uh, flying up the ice with speed. And Connor McDavid comes from behind. He throws a, a pass back behind him, and Connor McDavid just blows past everyone on the blue line, and they get an easy uh, zone entry, and then they set up, and then they go to work. Well, what Ted did is Ted just followed Bouchard right up the ice. He literally just followed him. He was within like five feet of Bouchard. Uh, this is specifically in the third period. Followed him up the ice, and then when Bouchard turned around, Ted was there like, okay, what are you going to do? And he threw it over a stick to Connor, and then Connor tried to go by him. Boom. Because he was so close to, to, to Bluger, po- poked the puck away, and he actually got a chance the other way, but um, you know he wasn't gonna t- t- didn't get a chance to score. But what I'm suggesting, it's I know it's difficult to contain Connor McDavid, and I probably shouldn't be advocating or talking about ways of, of shutting that guy down on the power play. But when if I had a choice between he or any of the other four guys carrying the puck over the blue line, even though I know Leon Drysaddle's there, I'd still rather have any of the other four guys rather than Connor because of his speed and his hands. So I'm not sure if that's something that the Canucks are going to talk about doing if Teddy just did it on his own or if it's something they want to do. But I'll tell you what, I think it's a great play. And maybe not every time. One, you know, every other every other time you go up or every three or every four, just to get in their heads a little bit and make them a little bit more comfortable and make it a little harder to get into your zone. Tedward Bluger. I mean, the power play is so potent. If you got an idea, chuck it at him. And I, and I agree with you. I think I, I remember the play that you're talking about. The other one I like, too. Remember Susie off the rush, too? Yeah. I can't remember if it was even strength yeah. or on the power play, but just stood up. Lanky guy got his stick in there. Those bigger guys are the guys to defend, right? The guys that can skate reasonably well that have good sticks. So, yeah, a couple times we saw it tonight. But good luck. I mean, Connor will figure that out. And they would figure it out and they would, maybe they'd go at a different angle or you say, I'll go at your 45 degree on your right side or whatever. Like I, I, 
I'm not saying this is the final way of shutting him down, but mm-hmm. they're, they're, you've, you've got to put a little bit of doubt into their minds and just make them think. Because uh, you can tell when they're in the zone, the power play, it is just automatic entry. It is pass, 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 goal. See you later. Did you notice on the one power play, he pulled them off after about I did. 55 seconds? Yeah. 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 He, he listens to the podcast. You're welcome, Oilers fans. <laughs> Well, I saw them practicing it this morning, by the way, before their morning skate. And you know how many guys there were out there practicing? <laughs> seven. Yeah. I, I there was not ten. Yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. seven. Yeah. yeah. There was the five we know of, and then Kane and Darnell Nurse were out there as well. So anyway, uh, but was notable that they did go with a second unit a couple of times. We'll keep an eye on that and we'll have fun with that for the rest of the season. By the way, what do you think is a reasonable expectation for the power play? percentage last year 30 plus i mean they've got the same same players out there you know just why racket hey yeah i mean why can you not have similar now similar results i mean i think people are gonna try to come up with new plays devise new schemes to slow them down um, but the skill is just so high and they're so comfortable as a group they've been together a long time uh, i think bouchard shot adds actually a little wrinkle um that, that might be different than what they had for barry foliar so yeah i if not, I think it's hard to stay at historic levels, but I think you're going to be within spit and distance of it. All right. That was Strutty's World brought to you by Pathfind. Okay, let's get right on to the stream. Uh, really appreciate the comments that have been fired in. We got some loyal watchers, some familiar names here that hop in on all of our live streams. And we love doing these live streams because we get to interact with you a little bit. Ask us anything tonight. By the way, we got to rename that segment, I think. Ask us anything. I mean, sure. We talked about it. We threw a few good ones around. We did. Although yeah. some of them were kind of insulting to the people. We were, were like, I think view from the cheap seats was one you came up with that I felt yeah. was maybe a little bit harsh yeah. to the people that are joining us. Yeah. Well, it pays homage to the bleacher, the bleacher people, right? At you know, and uh chirps from the some... cheap seats or something. Yeah, I, I think, think we... chirps. Yeah. And I, I don't, yeah. But it was like, you know, I think there's there's a lot of proud people in that. You know, you go to a baseball game, all the bleachers, you know, they're they're very vocal, yeah. they're very outgoing. And so I don't think it's a bad thing to be in the bleachers. Yeah. Maybe the cheap seats is the wrong, the wrong word, but Match Eatery is our sponsor for this segment tonight. Match Eatery and Public House. Uh, if you are a fan of chicken wings, hop on over to Match Pub Ice District and tackle their five amped plates of wings featuring flavors <laughs> such as what's the deal, yo, <laughs> spicy mango tango, and Nashville hot. Not your average wings. They're located adjacent to Rogers Arena and Grand Villa Casino here in Edmonton. For more, check out matchpub.com. Steve, you've been monitoring our feed. Uh, what do we got coming in on the uh, Weiss Johnson YouTube mentions, buddy? All right. So EM Storm says, uh, first question. I hear a lot of discussion about whether Broberg can get moved up to fourth on the depth chart with Ekholm. Has or is it expected Cody CC will be moved down to the third pair if that happens? Boy, they'd like that, wouldn't they, Struds? Well, that's that's what they're trying to do. You know, I, I, I we keep talking about trying to get this Bouchard pairing to uh, a nurse to work together, and I, I think that's a big part. But also, I think they feel that Ekholm is a really easy guy to play with, and he can accommodate any style of player he plays with. So I think it's as much about you know Bouchard and Nurse working out as who Ekholm or how Ekholm can guide a young player like Broberg to another level's career. So yeah, I think they're they're all in on that. Um, 
I, I love the term you used the other day. It was that how how much time do they give it? How much time? Mm-hmm. It's got to be more than five games. Like I think you need a month or two, and I, I'm not sure they're going to have that patience. I think it's going to take Philip Broberg some time to develop confidence, and when he develops confidence, I think we're going to see more dynamic play from him as opposed sure. to meat and potatoes. And I really want to see him kind of get over that confidence hurdle because I think what's on the other side is what we're talking about the Oilers may be uncovering with him next to Ekholm. We'll go back to the YouTube mentions here brought to you by Weiss Johnson. Uh, heating and air conditioning. Be proactive rather than reactive. Get your furnace or heating system serviced and tuned up for winter so you know that you won't have to worry because when it's minus 30 and everybody's furnace is crapping out, that's not the time. Get it done now. Weiss Johnson can help you out with that. Visit WeissJohnson.com. Nice job on the jingle. Uh, I almost said Zuby, Steve-O. You know, you're faster than Zuby on the on the jingle. What else is coming in on the stream? Okay, just a comment from JL. He said, uh, we need a rematch between Jack and Strud's at long shots. That would be kind of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know they'd, they'd love to have Rob and company would love to host you at the Sherwood Park location. Matching red pants. <laughs> slacks. I think his were slacks, actually. <laughs> he would All never right. wear those out. Like, he would never wear those out to dinner. But on the golf course, I guess it's fine, I suppose. Yeah, I, I think I, I like them. I wish I could. I would never pull that off. He had a, he, had, he looked really sharp. Red red slacks and a gray, uh, you know, quarter zip, I think they call it, or three-quarter zip. I, <laughs> I really liked it. I thought he looked great. New set of golf shoes. Hey, Steve, you see that comment? <laughs> yeah. You see that comment that just came in from Ahmed on the stream there, Steve? <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah, he's wondering you why you look so one? tired. He's wondering yeah, why I'm Ryan like, looks so tired. Why is Ryan spelled R A Y A N, Rayan? Why is Rayan look so tired? It's been a long day. Uh, we had the LeBron pod earlier on in the day, post game pod tonight, but I love doing them. So we're having tons of fun. But yes, I will be going straight to bed when this stream <laughs> is over. It's midnight in Edmonton, just so everyone knows. Yeah, there you go. A couple more, and then we're going to do our gem of the day and land this pig. Okay, Marku asks, what describe what you would consider to be a successful season for Jack Campbell this season? Be in the conversation to be the starting goalie. We don't know what kind of year Skinner's going to have, but have the kind of year that puts you in the conversation for who should start the important games. Be in the conversation. Yeah, I'm gonna pro- I, I agree completely. I'm going to come out a different way. Where you play nearly half the games, right? I think if he does that, that's that suggests to me at the end of the year that he have had a, a solid solid season. So yeah, I think that's where it's at. And I, I'll be on going the record here, guys. I don't think there's anyone else other than Stuart Skinner who's in the net for game one. Okay, I mean that's not a limb. You're not you're well, not putting yourself really far out on a limb. I think no, it's not. It's his. Big. It's his. He's got the leg up, you know for yeah. sure. But we have talked about on the podcast, can Jack Campbell maybe play well enough to get himself into that conversation? But Stuart Skinner did a good job. By the way, really like the fact they're giving goalies the full 60 minutes. Really like that, rather than splitting games. I think the goalies like it better too. Steve, what else? All right, Brad asks, is there a risk of impacting the kids' development in Bakersfield, given the number of vets that may be there? Kajula, Peterson, Gagne, Malone, Griffith, etc.? Probably enough ice time to go around down there, though. 
I mean, it's not like they've got a pile of super young kids that are beaten down the door to the NHL that just only need minutes that they're not going to be able to give them. They have a few decent prospects, but I'm comfortable with that level. Struds, you? Yeah, I think what they do is they're going to spread those those veterans out along with the younger players, right? So you kind of insulate them, and you can help them grow. Now, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Sam. I know he's he's heading down there, and uh, Sam Grandy, that is. And, you know, him playing with one of those, you know, talented young players like Savoy, it's going to help him, right? He's going to help them grow down there and be better, become better pros uh, and hopefully NHL players. So, yeah, I, I – because I, I think you can't go all young in the minors. There's got to be some veterans to help show the guys how – what it is to me or how do you become a good pro? What does it look like? What does it feel like day in, day out? Last one, buddy. Okay, Marku again asks, did you go through your new producer's camera roll on his phone before hiring him? Yes, it was a prerequisite. Uh, yeah, that didn't bother him so much as the uh, the colon check. Um, that's the that's mandatory standard, right? colon that's, check. I thought that was weird. Yeah, it's just a, yeah. <laughs> uh, it wasn't weird so much that I did it. It's that you got on a plane to come here so that, that uh, offside. Uh, it's All past right. midnight. We can talk like that. Good stuff. <laughs> Steve, good job, buddy. Uh, final segment of the podcast uh, our gem of the day brought to you by our good friends at United Sport and Cycle. It's your home for sports for over 95 years, from that first bike ride to the first time skating on an outdoor rink to crossing that finish line to your team winning the championship. They help you experience more of those special moments. United Sport and Cycle, helping athletes of all levels reach their full potential. Visit UnitedSport.ca. Kelly Hodgson from United was over here in the Long Shot Studio today, huh. voicing his ad because we're going to run an ad for United Sport and Cycle as well. So he we sat in this chair, and he's got a pretty—he's got a better broadcast voice than I have, flat out. Struddy, what is our gem of the day, bud? Well, I, I, you got to give credit where it's due, and Terry Ryan is one of the most uh, entertaining and very well-spoken guys we've, we've 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 known him for a long time, but his whole I don't know if you'd call it a um, speech. Soliloquy. Yeah, soliloquy about the social contract that I broke by not hustling across um, the the, the crosswalk area is is just incredible. He is so well-spoken, so creative. Fantastic. So Terry Ryan, congratulations, buddy. Second ever gem of the night goes to you. Yeah, he that man has a way with words. And there's oh. something about the, the combination of the tone of his voice. It's deep and rich with the accent. It's well done. It's well done. Season two of Shorzy is out on Crave. Uh, that'll wrap the podcast. We got through it. Yes, we're tired, but we got through it. Thanks so much for your contributions. Much appreciated. More podcasts in the days to come. And a big thanks to all of our sponsors as well. Chris, or Chris, Steve, good job behind the scenes. Uh, Look forward to our next podcast here on Got Your Back. Keep an eye on our social channels. Talk to you soon, folks. Land the plane, Rashog. Land the plane.